Welcome to the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mauler. I'm here with my tag team partner, the big man. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brooklyn Mauler, and I'm glad we survived those floods. Thank God. And our hearts go out to the people who didn't and the people who lost a lot. Well said, big man. So you have any news for this week? There was just some interesting things. I mean, I think everyone's looking forward to the AEW pay-per-view. I think we should begin the passing away of Daphne. Yeah, man, I have some sad news this past week. Mm. Mm. What's your thoughts on this? I feel like a lot of fans. um, Very sad. The last time I really saw her was in Impact Wrestling with Stevie Richards. He was Dr. Stevie. And they were treating Abyss for his addiction to hardcore wrestling, which I thought was hilarious. That was really good. We all know her from WCW. She really... She really was the first that I remember of her kind, that kind of goth, but also not a shrinking violet, like a scream queen type that we've seen um, people pay homage to over the years, especially in Impact with some of the talent they have. She was one of the kinds and, and she stood out. You could tell she, was, she wasn't just somebody, she wasn't the traditional went to wrestling school type of person. She was from a background of, of entertainment and, and that scene that she represented. And she was special. She was special. She was CW, correct? She was with um, David Flair and Crowbar. Oh, yeah. I remember that angle. Mm. A good angle. David Flair. It's probably David Flair's best angle. It is. And when you think about how bad it could have been, you know? Um, but it was, but they all did a great job and Crowbar was great. Daphne was amazing. And, and it's really something, it wasn't my favorite thing on WCW because of course that was all the NWO and the Monday Night Wars, but everybody seems to remember it and talk about it fondly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, as as, you know, David Flair, you know, he's a Flair, number one, and, uh, you know, anything that he was in, because a lot of stuff he got a lot of flack for, for a lot of things in 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 the, while he was inside of the wrestling business, for what he wasn't. But you know that was one of probably his best angles and, uh, with Crowbar and Daphne. You know, at that time, so that's probably why a lot of people remember that, because David Flair was is known for not good stuff in wrestling and not mm-hmm. living up to his potential, not living up to his dad. And which was a, which was, which was kind of hard from the get go, you know, because sure. um, you see how hard it was for Dustin Rhodes to live up to Dusty Rhodes. It was very hard, you know, at, at one point when he was the natural and he became, became really like a star when he became gold. That's something totally different. Mm-hmm. Because remember, he was wearing the boots, the cowboy boots and stuff, and he had the you know, um, was dressed well, had the same tights as Dusty, so he was, you know, he was he was a road, and um, you know, it, it, he had a, a serviceable career in, in WCW, um, you know, but he became a like a megastar when he became Gold Dust because everybody remember him as Gold Dust. Exactly, I remember the first time I saw Dustin Rhodes was in World was in um, teaming with the Von Erickson a match in World Class. And then, of course, he was in WCW. And 
he wasn't he wasn't anybody that you know what i liked eric watts more right okay i thought he was way more exciting and so dustin Rhodes was kind of i guess today people would say he was being shoved down our throats a little bit but then you know he got that natural music yes both and mm -hmm. you know he started doing really well so he wasn't put under even though he was dusty Rhodes's son that wasn't the same microscope by the time the monday night wars came along and david flair was there he he didn't have too much of a chance um and yeah there was a lot of you know, probably the expectations were much greater than the potential we have no idea what his potential was um I'm sure he did his best. He did better than I would have. But um, yeah, the expectations were great. And he did great with Daphne. He did great with uh, Crowbar. Um, I think he he was interesting to watch. Everybody watched him, though. You know, they say it's worse when nobody cares when you're on. People cared when David Flair was on, even if it was to make fun of him or something. So he did a good job. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely a sad situation. R.I.P. and fair God to her family. Um, anything else? Any news? Yeah, I was looking while we were talking earlier. Um, you know, it's interesting. I used to, what I normally do is I do Google alerts for certain terms like pro wrestling, professional wrestling, and sports entertainment. And a couple of years ago, I would get interesting hits. I would get results about I remember Hiroshi Hase was he got some cabinet position in government with education. And then there was a later hit that alerts that he had gotten into trouble because it turns out he, when he was a teacher, a school teacher after wrestling, he used to be physically disciplined students like teenage and older students um, if he thought they were being disrespectful. These days, all of the Google alerts, just to tell you where wrestling has gone, it's all about um, AEW, it's licensing, it's um, WWE, everybody promoting and kind of swamping the internet. And, and interestingly enough, um, sports entertainment has come to mean everything related to sports because now sports is mostly about entertainment yeah that's a fact that's a so that's fact. my excuse for not having a lot of great news for you um yeah. i guess the other big story was um the comments then that, that uh riddle made about roman reigns what did he say he said that um well roman had said in an interview that cm punk wasn't as big as john cena or the rock and he doesn't move the needle that's kind of the, you know, the, the main sentences that have been taken out of it. But it's not, you know, it's not misrepresenting what he said. That is what he said. Um, Matt, uh, Matt Riddle responded that um, to say that CM Punk doesn't move the needle is, is kind of ridiculous. Uh, Roman Reigns doesn't move the needle. He's there because he's cousins with The Rock. That's it. Oh, and he said, and I can beat him up in a real fight, so I don't care. <laughs> your, your reaction to that. <laughs> oh, Matt Riddle about to, oh, they about to bury Matt Riddle for saying that. 
uh, one thing about I like Matt Riddle. He he doesn't care what he says. He says he he, he says stuff about Goldberg. He said he'll fight Brock Lesnar. He don't care. One thing about Riddle's a, a legitimate tough guy. He, you know he he he's not afraid of anyone. So he's a legit fighter. You know mm-hmm. in the UFC. So he doesn't care what he says. He means. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roman, but I think Roman, when Roman did that interview, he did that in his tribal chief gimmick. I think he did it in kayfabe. I don't think he did it outside of kayfabe. You know, that's what I think. You know, Roman's Roman's um, character is he doesn't care about nothing. He's the he's the absolute supreme leader in the world of professional wrestling, and everybody must bow to him and acknowledge him. So, mm-hmm. I think he was doing more or less. Cafe, I don't think he really felt that way, but then again, I don't know. Um, I didn't see the interview, so I can't really gauge it. But as far as Riddle goes, boy, Riddle, Riddle, you, we know Riddle didn't keep it in kayfabe, he kept it real. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of Riddle's strategy, I think. Um, because what he says now, remember when he would just go out of nowhere, just denigrate Bill Goldberg, mm-hmm. and now he says. Yeah, you know, we didn't see eye to eye, but we respect each other now. It's like you're the one that had a problem with him. And then he kind of, he's saying, you know, Brock, we didn't see eye to eye, but we get along now. And it's kind of like putting yourself in these situations where your name's getting mentioned with these other people that are maybe bigger than you. And then kind of doing the whole narrative where he'll say, yeah, Roman and I talked, we're cool. And it's like, yeah, you and the universal champion are now cool. Or like you and Goldberg and Brock, just being able to name drop in a way in professional wrestling. So I think there might be some of that. He was a very good, he probably still is a very good mixed martial artist. Even when he would lose, he would win fight. It would be fight of the night. Now, as far as beating up Roman Reigns or beating up people, Brock Lesnar would always say, you know, there's weight classes for a reason and so you could have. And so I'm one thing I will say is I don't think anybody could beat Riddle cause he's very hard to knock down and knock out, but I wouldn't automatically, you know, say that he'd mop the floor with Roman Reigns, but you know, Roman said that he was that, uh, the rock and John Cena are bigger than CM Punk. Is that, is that wrong? No, he's telling the truth. The yeah. Rock is an all-time great Hollywood superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Rock SmackDown got the highest ratings with The Rock being advertised with four million viewers. They have yet to surpass mm-hmm. that since um, mm-hmm. The Rock was on. So, you know, um, John Cena, as you already saw, the summer of Cena, Cena has sold a lot of sold more tickets and more merchandise in this couple last month or two than anyone. So, mm-hmm. Those guys move, move, move and shake things yeah. up. Uh, so, I mean, those are two all-time greats. Uh, CM Punk is a is a star, is a superstar as well. And he got his following, but these guys is basically on on another level. Um, and that's the WWE machine. Mm-hmm. See, the WWE people don't give WWE a lot of credit. WWE make these make these people superstars. The WWE made The Rock a superstar. They sub mm-hmm. WWE made uh, John Cena a star. 
WWE made CM Punk a superstar. Super CM Punk had a cult following from Ring of Honor, of course. But when he, you know, did the pipe bomb, where did he do the pipe bomb at on WWE? More eyes get to see you. More yeah, people it's, it's get so to see funny. you. It's almost like people act like they didn't know he was going to do that. They literally pencil in CM Punk's going to do this interview and say whatever he wants. That was their decision. <laughs> that storyline was really good. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with the McMahon um, saying, you know, trying to give him, he want ice, he's holding a McMahon hostage. He want ice cream bars. You know, that was a, it was a shoot, but then again, he was, but it was, it was a scripted shoot, so to speak. He also he wanted Zack Ryder to, to be pushed more, so I don't know. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, WWE, you know, helped make these guys superstars. You know, a lot of the talent help. They give the they give the talent an opportunity to become greater than what they was before. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, um, so to speak. He he, the yes movement. But that mm-hmm. that that the fans did that to him because they tried That's to bury right. Daniel Bryan. They they yeah. remember they made they made him remember he gave AJ Lee a, a kiss at WrestleMania and Sheamus mm-hmm. bro kicked him to lose the belt in about seven and a couple of seconds. And then he the called next night, it's of death, and then he turned his back on H. <laughs> right. Then they started next night, and people started cheering him. And then next thing you know, remember, then they then he really became a superstar when he turned it when they tried to when he was in a feud with the Wyatt family, and then he said he was one of the Wyatts, and then he turned that steel cage, and then the fans he started doing that yes thing, and then the fans got behind him, and that's when he became a super. You know. Oh, so true. And the thing I love the most about the Yes chant is how it started with him as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like he would be outside the ring, win by count out or disqualification, and go, Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He got it over. And that wasn't, I don't think he was supposed to get over. I'm not sure. Then again, I don't know. Maybe um, when he was talking about the B plus player, maybe it was the plan the whole time. Hmm. Because we're we're conditioned, especially us, and I'm and I'm um, guilty of this, is to read the dirt sheets a lot, read you know the internet a lot, and the internet likes to say certain things instead of just watching it as a fan. If you just watch things as a fan, without having things ruined for you or having other people analysis or people saying things, you get what I mean. It was you mm-hmm. you you'll look at it differently, mm-hmm. but at that time we was looking at it like oh they don't want Daniel Bryan this, they don't want they they um. It's Randy on it, but if we just watch it without anybody saying it or listening to anything on the internet, then it will be we'll have a different experience, so to speak. Oh, you're so that's a great point, and I'm gonna catch myself next time I do that and see how it how it changes my perception. And I guess the the other news is recent. John Moxley won the Game Changer Championship Wrestling title. Did you see that? No, he did. He beat Matt Cardona. Yeah. So he Matt Cardona just won the belt from um, Nick Gage. Yes, and so Nick Gage then confronted John Moxley, and I guess it's hard to blame them after the success of that of um, Nick Gage and Jericho. They're probably thinking, and also the um, um, that A and E series, is, no Vice Channel series with Moxley and Nick Gage. That's that's bigger Broadway, as they would say, right? Yeah, he cut him with the pizza cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Domino's pizza cutter. 
yeah, it, it, you know, things went into perspective. A lot of went into play for Nick Gage. I mean, he had the 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 the, the um, dark side of the ring episode, and then after that, you know, he's on he's on AEW television. You know, mm-hmm. now he's, he's doing his thing, and um, you know, and uh, a lot of more eyes get to see who he is and what he does. It's not for everyone, uh, you know, but you know, you know, you get to see who he is, you know. And um, and now they the, um then you have you know Matt Cardona going to have a match with him, and now we got John Moxley. So you know wrestling business the wrestling business now is is integrated. It's like a it's like a universe. It's like everybody's in the same universe now, except mm. WWE. WWE mm-hmm. is not in the universe as everyone else, but New Japan, AEW, you know maybe MLW, NWA. Everyone is in the same universe, so you could possibly see anyone. At any time on 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 the other person's show, so to speak, um, and um, yeah, that's it's exciting. I, so, I think it's exciting. Yeah, let me ask you if who would you who would for you personally, or maybe if you think in generally, who from WWE walking into AEW out of nowhere would be a big moment, and who coming from anywhere else into or let's say who from anywhere but i guess it'll be wwe walking into aew would be the biggest moment and who from anywhere showing up in the royal rumble would you like to see or be the biggest moment okay so we're going from okay so aew so the biggest so we got to start with the big the big stars here Mm -hmm. start at the top right so we talk about active roster so so of course um anyone from from roman Mm-hmm. To Randy, to Randy Orton, you know, uh, um, Brock. Or Brock Lesnar. But the person who would do the most numbers, so to speak, would be John Cena. You're John right. Cena, John Cena, showing up on AEW television as, as a and as a hill because he would do a great job as a hill there. Mm. As a hill, just talking would be probably the biggest thing since Hogan in the NWO. Um, I like that. If he shows up there, that would that that would be a big thing. I don't think that would. Brock would probably be second. Probably Roman be fourth. Um, so um, Sasha. Uh, no, I mean Sasha. Yeah, I mean if you want to talk women, I mean yes, Sasha would. But those, I mean, I mean if you want to be a mega star, mega stars, those are the those top the top um, be right there. Maybe Edge. But I don't think Edge will leave. So maybe I don't know. But Edge Edge is in the in, it's like fifth or sixth. But mega stars like Cena, because Cena's top of the food chain. Cena, Roman, Brock, and Randy Orton. Those are the top of the food chain right now in WWE. That can mm-hmm. change. That can change the the course of of the race. You know. What about? Surprise entry into the Royal Rumble. I'm going to make it harder for you. I'm going to take away your number one choice, the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian, <laughs> going through that door accidentally. Oh, um, and, uh, and you know who else would probably would do it? AJ would do it too, but I don't think AJ would. But AJ, I don't know if he would move the needle like that. But but AJ, uh, the amount of matches that AJ got, but him and AJ, AJ and CM Punk don't get along. So, um, so I don't know. Oh, they don't. They, not, not they don't get along. They was, you know. They had some back and forth, you know, with each other. But um, Roy Rumble, who would be the biggest from anywhere? 
from anywhere. Yeah. That would Access. that would that would make that would that would um ah uh, that's a tough question. That's a tough one right there. And not um, the elite hunter. So it won't be the elite hunter. It won't be CM Punk. It won't be him because he would have been the biggest one. Um, so him, no. Um, maybe, maybe Kenny Omega. Maybe. Maybe it's hard to maybe. do it these way, isn't it? Maybe Kenny Omega. I don't maybe. know. It's hard. It's 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 it's. it's Selfishly, it's, I have. I would love to see the Ace of New Japan show up. Okay, <laughs> but I don't think would you would would if they was inside of um would people know who he is? I think you know if this was a couple of years ago, definitely. A New Japan's been off of American cable for a while now, but to see him, I'd need him to clear the ring and then do the air guitar. That's just something I. But I don't think they would know him. That's what I, I'm. I'm I'd, I'd yell for all. I don't of think. Them. I don't think that. Um. I think more or less, if he was in AEW, uh, uh, AEW audience would know him because AEW is the Ring of Honor, basically the Ring of Honor audience, and mm -hmm. um the old WCW audience, and um, you know what? I don't think they got the WCW audience yet. I think they more got more or less mm -hmm. got the Ring of Honor audience. And the um, and some of the um, um, Ring of Honor audience, and I think they got some of Impact's audience, and I don't think they have gotten the, the the WCW audience yet. If they get the WCW audience, then they will be over two, like two close to two to three million people viewers a a, a show. That's a great point, and and to what you said it. It's hard to think of people going the other way that right. would have this bigger reaction. I don't know. Who do you think would be have a big other than the, 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 the ace? And that was just for me because I, I love when he does the air guitar. Right. Um, that's a good, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think I have an answer. I don't think any of the homemade kind of AEW people, I don't know if they could do it yet. The biggest star, right? No, I think the biggest star in AEW would be CM Punk. That's the biggest mm -hmm. star right now. Oh, absolutely! Um, and he just walked in. He, and then when Daniel Bryan comes, he's going to be the second biggest star. It'd be funny to see Orange Cassidy. Orange kind Cassidy show up. Uh, Maybe mean, before Orange, the pandemic, but Orange Cassidy can make it in WWE. He could. He could really make it. His gimmick. His gimmick can make it. Um, again, if they book him right, you know, um, I think he can make it. His gimmick can, I think it would translate on WWE TV. I think he could. You know, I think he's more suited for WWE, to be honest with you, with the gimmick, you know. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I agree. I think they could have made him standing there with his hands in the pockets go on for a lot longer without him being in a lot of feuds and kind of, Losing a little bit of that, but he's a vanilla midget, and they're getting away from the vanilla midgets now. They are, they are. Speaking of which, let's transition into Raw. When Raw came and opened up with Damian Priest, the United States champion, he happens to have an open challenge. Um, Sheamus comes out, and then Drew McIntyre comes out. 
which led to Bobby Lashley, the the the, the WWE Almighty Champion. Mm. He comes out, you know. That Bobby Lashley talking about he wants to shot at the the United States Champion to become a double champion. Here come Riddle, RK Bro comes out, the tag team champion, and Riddle says, "Hey, hey, bro, how you gonna wear? How you gonna have to do double be a double champion? How you gonna carry both belts, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and then RK Bro, you know, uh, they made a, a challenge to um, Bobby Lashley and MVP f- for tonight. And then also Damian Priest and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre is going to have a triple threat match tonight for the, the United States Championship. Um, so, I, me personally, i watching this and I said, wow, this is a great opener. This was, for me, I, I, this was very interesting, very new. Um, it had a lot of interconnected parts, um, you know, Drew and Sheamus and, and Priest, you know, that that's something they all had a, a history with each other. But it was fresh at the same time with Bobby coming out wanting the belt. That was fresh as well. Bobby wants to, you know, he wants to be Thanos and take and collect mm-hmm. everything like Kenny Omega. Uh, with RK Bro coming out, you know, and challenging Bobby Lashley and MVP. Which shows that maybe Randy Orton and, and Bobby Lashley uh, may be a maybe the next matchup for the WWE Championship, which I'm okay. And that's a fresh match as well. I never seen that match before. I don't think. Um, so I thought this overall first segment was pretty good. What do you think? I agree with you. And my favorite moment was when you know Riddle comes out with Orton, and when you hear that bro in the music, it's it's become. I mean, it's up there now. You know. Um, people know what's coming and they get excited. When when Lashley said it doesn't matter which belt it is and turned his attention on RK Bro, I thought that was awesome. I didn't see that part coming. Um, I felt bad he got stuck with MVP as his partner in the challenge. But um, I really liked it. And actually, when who came to the ring? Was it Ripley? That led to the next. Yeah, Ripley yes. came to the ring. I thought she was going to be in there with them and start talking too. Right. So I thought it was going to go on and on. I thought this this is great, but I love what they did, and it was it was a really cool opening, um, with with people who normally don't open the show. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Nikki or Charlotte or you know having Cena come in or something or whatever Goldberg. It was it was a cool opening with these people. This was written at the last moment because, um, according to a lot of, you know, I think I read it on Four More One, Vince ripped up a lot of the the the, um, the original scripts, and on top of that, remember there was matches set for this week. It was Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. Um, that was a match that was supposed to happen this week. Um, they were they had um, last week on Raw. They they promoted this match um this week so they they definitely didn't do that which i think for them ripping up this ended up being a better segment than that was to be honest with you mm. mm-hmm. yeah and a few people got left off of the show right and right. they're going in different directions and yeah it's the you know it's the mind of vince mcmahon but this was this was really good and i'm glad they did it 
Yes, me too. So Rhea Ripley comes out and she takes on Shayna Baszler. So she defeated Shayna Baszler, and then Nia Jax goes absolutely crazy. She goes to uh, Nikki. Mm -hmm. What I'm wait for you to say, Nikki. Oh, almost a superhero. There you go. And she took making. She took Nikki almost a superhero, and then she Samoan dropped her ass outside of outside of the damn ring, and then she went in the ring, and then she Samoan drops uh, Rhea Ripley. So she splattered both women in the ring. Um, so what was your thoughts on this? I really like the match. Um, Shayna Baszler did some really cool moves. Um, and it's just another example that when you take away a lot of the pageantry and, and the dramatics that um, Rhea Ripley has really great matches with people and they have great matches with her. And um, yeah, it looks like Nia Jax is, is going back to the top of the mountain in a way. Um, but I, I really like the match. I liked what Shayna Baszler did. And even when she loses, you know, she's interesting. You know, you just want to see her reaction, who she's going to blame. Um, so I liked it. Next match was the Viking Raiders. They took on Jinder, Jinder Mahal and Veer. Where's Shanky? Where's my boy Shanky? They let my boy Shanky out. That's why they mm -hmm. lost. The Viking Raiders defeated Jinder and Veer. What was your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I was impressed with Veer again. I think he's he's got so much athleticism and he has a lot of speed and um, it's fun watching him. I felt bad for uh, Jinder Mahal's team, but Jinder Mahal is a character who can overcome any loss by blaming everyone and the people around him. So, And this was about the Viking Raiders. They're, I wish they would get rid of kind of the color of their trunks. One of them has like this gray color. And they just need something with a little more life in it. Um, and again, I know we disagree. You, you have, you like the the Viking Raiders. I like them too, but I, I would put them in the bushwhacker kind of direction of being more funny, um, more Hagar the horrible. Um, but, but, I have no problem with what happens. Now, if the Viking Raiders went to AEW, they would be a stake. They could probably use their old name, War Machine, and they can do their type of match because on the independent scene, they're, they're a serious tag team, and they're a really good tag team, as they've shown in NXT. And them coming on the main roster really, really um, diluted them, so to speak. So they, they, would be, they would have killer matches like they have already uh, with with um the the young bus the lucha bros they would have killer matches tag team matches private party you know they would have because there's no tag teams in ww this is gender and via is a makeshift tag team there's no real tag teams in wwe they're like one of the only few is i think it's the viking reddit the street profits and um and i think um it's um the usos and i think in, in the new day and i think that's about it for tag teams I think mm -hmm. they have everything else is makeshift tag teams. Mm -hmm. You know, Robert Roode and, and Dolph Ziggler is not a tag team. They're just a makeshift tag team, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that the Viking Raiders would have more matches and then they can go on dark and, 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 and build up their record and then, you know, be like four, like 20, 10 and 0. And then you'll see them on Dynamite and have a few matches, killer matches, you know. I think that would be good for them, um, you know, but hey. 
No I, I, no, I agree with you. And also, it'd be a good matchup for a team like Bear Country, you know? Yes, yes, Bear Country is a I good like team Bear as well. Country, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so the next match was the triple threat match for the United States Championship. Damian Priest defeated Drew McIntyre and Sheamus cleanly. He pinned Drew McIntyre. What's your thoughts on this match? Five-star match. I loved every moment of it. That moment where Drew McIntyre did the belly-to-back suplex that took them both off when he was in the tree of woe and he kind of uh, sat up and, and did that move. And anybody who saw the match knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And if you don't, just watch the whole match because the whole match was great. Uh, Damian Priest looked a lot more comfortable. Um, remember last time when he was in a tag team match, with Drew against Lashley and Sheamus, he did stand out a little bit. Um, you know, they they seem they've all worked with each other for years, so a lot smoother. So, yeah, Damian Priest is the one that they're pushing to the moon, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only my only negative with him is, I think he does too many things when he comes to the ring. Like they still, you know, he still does that Archer of Infamy stuff, and then he throws his hands in the air like. Finn Balor, so he has a lot of different parts to it, and um, and I told you I never really got the Archer of Infamy thing. That's a they never explained it. No, they don't. Like, where's his crossbow? Like, they never what? explained it. They never explained it. See, they they just they 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 want to change people, but see that he that's one person that didn't get changed from NXT. He kept his gimmick, so to speak, but they never explained what his gimmick was. So they just brought him up there. And I think they just hot shot at him, which was good for him because mm. they hot shot at him. They needed a Latin person to go with Bad Bunny. And the the the, the stars aligned perfectly for him. So um so now they and, and, and he's he, he fits the most. He's tall and he can and he can go in the ring. So and they need another Latin American superstar. So um so it, it, everything worked out for him. Right time, right, right time, right place for him. Yeah, and you but hope they it didn't. continues. Yeah, right. But they didn't. He hasn't lost yet in a singles competition. He hasn't lost, you know. And um, I think more likely it's for um, they. They didn't really explain or explain who he is, what he is, what who is Damian Priest. Why does he use arrows? What? Where, mm-hmm. where is he from? He's from New York City, and he's Latin. And he's and he's Puerto Rican. We know that. But what? 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 what why? He, he's an archer for me. Why is that? You know, people they didn't say that. You know, they don't say anything. They don't tell you his background. Like remember um, Jr. back in the day for W watching the NWA. He's talking about he's had a, a college football career. He played for the University of such and such. You get what I mean? <laughs> Even when they made fun of him on Nitro, um, and the guy pretending to be Jr. Oki, what was his name? Oki or something? Um, he came out with the cowboy Oklahoma. Came out with the oh, cowboy yeah. hat. You're talking about uh, when the guy with Vince Russo. Yes, and and um, one of the luchadors was wrestling, and he said he was a linebacker at the University of Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, man, you know, but, that, but that gives you some type of context of who the person is, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like he's a, he's a infamy. These are just comic book names that maybe they like in NXT, but do you hear him? You mentioned the tall and the athletic, kind of like when Baron Corbin first came up, mm-hmm. but it just didn't go in that direction at all. He didn't have Bad Bunny at the time. He wasn't a big star yet. So. 
Uh, I mean, Bar- Baron Corbin done had so many iterations in the WWE when he first came in the NXT. He was the lone wolf and long hair, and he was a, a different kind of individual. Um, mm-hmm. So now he done went through a total transformation. He done had like four different transformations since then, but mm-hmm. he's very talented. And I'm so upset they did they didn't keep the 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 broke Corbin going on because that that stuff was. Man, <laughs> they could have kept it going for a oh, little bit, a little bit longer. Man. They should have, and and I think we knew where they were going because I think on Raja.com, you know how they usually post when WWE files for trademarks, mm-hmm. and a while ago, like even before he he lost everything, they had posted that WWE filed for Happy Corbin, so. Even though down on his luck, Baron is what everybody wants. I guess they have bigger things planned for Happy Corbin, which again I like Happy Baron. If you're going to go in that direction, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, he was it was beginning to work. He was getting the sympathy. Yeah, man, it was just hilarious, man. That stuff was. You know, uh, again, eating the spaghetti at the game, had the dirty shirt, and they're asking for money, and then stealing stuff. Uh, man, it was great, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, the mm-hmm. next thing was do dropping Eva Marie. What's your thoughts on this? Um, I'm a big fan of Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was fine. It was what it's not the match I didn't like, it was just that strange thing that they started doing a while ago, I guess. Where all oh, the match hasn't officially begun yet, right. and it's like I hate when they do that because it used to be the bell would ring, and and you know they do a lot of things that you know they're very inconsistent. Remember, the Usos got a rematch because the the shoulder was up when the Mysterios pinned them, but nobody cares when everybody else interferes in matches or the using a table for disqualification, and this just goes with it and. And, and the weird thing was when she said, and the loser is Eva Marie. It's like, well, she didn't really lose. Like, the match didn't even happen. And they've done that a couple of times already. So I think they kind of, this whole thing kind of got off to a bad start. When Dewdrop initially, like in her first or second week, was showing, like, walk, you know, not helping Eva, not liking her. And then they forgot all about it. And then they've done this again. So it's been stop and start. And um, yeah, I think Eva, maybe she'll find somebody else to be part of the evolution to take on Dewdrop or take somebody under her wing who's not getting a chance and make that person's character more interesting. I don't know. What did you think? I don't know, man. This is like, I don't know where they're going with this. They could have kept. They should have kept this going a little bit longer with the two as a tag team, as an odd couple tag team. And they broke them up kind of quick. But you know how I say moving on to Carrying Cross and Humberto Carrillo. Carrying Cross destroys Humberto Carrillo. And um, Carrying Cross is on his way, you know, to, to, to moving up the ranks. What's your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, you know, TNA or Impact Wrestling. Did you see it this week afterwards when they do the they focus on one person after no, the I didn't, no, I didn't see it. It was on it was on Killer Cross. Okay. And the interesting thing was Killer Cross in Impact Wrestling. 
was his best version of himself because even though he was like he wasn't a monster it was more about his what was on the inside of him like his drive and his um he was a psychotic person because he wasn't the biggest it wasn't like he was more powerful than moose or some of the others he he really was this vicious psychotic type of character and then in NXT they made him this you know mountain can destroy the world type of colossus and of course in on the main roster he's not bigger than most of them at all mm-hmm. and so like i said i'm not i like his facial expressions i like the way he walks to the ring i like all of those things um so i think instead of having him as this you know unstoppable colossus force if they just focus on him being a totally unhinged something's wrong with this person and let him wear what he used to wear um that would be better and um look if if what we saw happen to ricochet you knew what was going to happen to umberto carrillo so not a surprise yeah so he's one he's on his he's ascending uh which is a good thing and they, they're finally letting him you know you know move up the ranks get some wins um I think they changed his look to try to get this the um, stench of how they messed up on him at the beginning when he lo- started losing. So they gave the mask. Plus, you know, you know what? It's the, that mask is gr- going to be a good accessory in an elite figure, anyway. So mm. it's gonna be yeah. So it's gonna you know it's gonna. And I know you'll get that. Oh, I'm gonna try. But <laughs> so the next match that came up was was this just was talked about a lot, um, a lot of places. Um, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. Nia Jax defeated Charlotte Flair. So a lot of people said this match, this was a shoot fight, so to speak, on this match. I mean, I thought it was... I I liked it. I didn't think it was... I didn't get into what's going to happen backstage and all of that. I thought the the physical exchanges... We haven't seen it standing up, but we've kind of seen kind of this, you know, the breakdowns happen in mat wrestling. We've seen it with Charlotte against, um, against what's her name? She hasn't been on in so long. I don't even remember. Asuka. Asuka, thank you. You knew what I was going to say, right? Because we've seen like, you know, things kind of like go awry, so to speak, but usually not in the striking and standing up. And I didn't have a problem with it. And, and, um, you know, if you're Naya, you know, you you have to look strong. I mean, you just do. And But I do like the match. I'm not shocked that she won um, because the reason she hasn't been, she hasn't beaten Charlotte recently is because they've kept her out of, the, that's, out of that circle. Um, remember when we were watching and it was all about Charlotte and Rhea and then Nikki, almost a superhero, right. you know, we were talking about how, well, where's Nia Jax, you know? Um, so I liked it. I wasn't offended or shocked by it. What do you think? They said, I was listening to Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette said that WWE, they mad, they're mad at um, Charlotte uh, um, because, of, you know, her family is in AEW. And they, they basically tell her how to leave. And they know that she's going to leave and go to AEW. You know, and they said they, wow. they, they, they put her against reckless and she got a, a, a history of hurting people. And so they, 
like I said, they 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 put her on purpose. Um, no jump on that. Saying he said he they basically pushing her, they pushing Ashley Flair, um, to to go with her father, and her husband, uh, her soon her fiance, um, to AEW. <laughs> that was what do you think that. about that? Based on what you saw. Well, I don't think so because they gave her the title. Exactly. So, you know, they gave her the title. If that was the case, then they could have just let Nikki, you know, they could have just let Nikki. Mm -hmm. Nikki, who? Oh, (laughs) almost. They could have kept the belt. Or give it to Rhea, but they but they gave it they they, they gave the belt to Charlotte, you know, and like she won it fair square, like she won it. They they actually they, you know it's it's predetermined, so they actually said for her to win the belt. So um, they wasn't they must not have been that mad, mad at her because she still wins, you know, unless something happened later on or she may have asked for her release. But I didn't hear no reports on that, so to speak. So I don't know. You know, if if Nia defeats her for the championship, um, which I don't see happening, you know, um, you know, she's not like most girls, but still, hey, what can I say? Yeah. You know who yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, Ric Flair had said that um, he disagreed. He was shocked when Becky Lynch defeated um, Bianca. Uh, Bianca Belair um, so quickly, and he thought, you know, Bianca deserves it. He's like, I like her husband. I like her. I like her. She worked really hard. But then he brought it full circle, of course. You know where this was going. Charlotte and her could have had some great matches. They're both Division One athletes. They could have had some great matches. Maybe they will. He also said he doesn't see Charlotte ever leaving the WWE. Yeah, so- and another thing, another thing about Jim Cornette, what he didn't say, was that Ric Flair has been very, 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 very to the hundred power. Thankful mm-hmm. to the WWE events. He says he even said it on the NW when he was at the NWA 73rd anniversary when he made his his appearance then his promo. He thanked Vestman, man. He thanked him so much. He told me love him. And then on the Renee Perquette, man, he also said it wouldn't be possible without WWE letting him go. So he's been he's not bashing the company at all. He's been so I don't see why they would bury her. You know, I, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And, you know, it is one of those glaring things that you see in the women's divisions of both companies. Like, I'm glad, you know, why wouldn't Nia Jax be in the championship circle or want to be? So, you know, she belongs there too. Just like in AEW, we're always like, well, Jade Cargill, which she doesn't want to fight Britt Baker. I mean, you know that there's reasons that she hasn't yet, but it, it makes sense, you know, that Nia Jax would face Charlotte and that they'd be back and forth. The next match was Omos. He defeated John Morrison. And this was one of the matches that was trained because remember, um, John Morrison was supposed to take on the Miz this week. So, mm-hmm. um, so Omos destroys John Morrison. Your thoughts? John Morrison... It's, it's one thing for John Morrison to lose a match when you have Miz in the wheelchair at ringside with the dripstick. It looks a lot different when he's out there by himself just getting beaten. So I felt bad for John Morrison, but I'm a big Omas fan. Um, so I don't know. You know, Morrison is kind of like in that category. He's a little bit above the Jeff Hardy 
category who can still win and lose. And he's definitely above the Dolph Ziggler who's just going to get pinned all the time category. So these are people that, you know, as fans, we might be like, well, why did they do that? But at the end of the day, they, they get paid and they're there and they're not the ones getting caught. Next match, AJ Styles, he took on Xavier Woods. I thought this match was kind of sloppy. They messed up on a couple, yeah. you know, amateur moves here yeah, to yeah. the tree or roll and stuff like that. But AJ defeated Woods. Xavier Woods, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised it was. I wonder if they ever knew each other growing up in Georgia. I don't know. Because we know Xavier Woods knew Cody. But I don't know if, I wonder if he ever ran into AJ. Um as AJ, I know AJ, I don't know if AJ wrestled so much in high school. I know he once bragged about winning a ribbon in the triple jump. <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, I think that's what stood out because the expectations were always high. And the things that seemed off weren't things you'd think would have problems, you know, the kind of moves. So that's kind of what I thought about the match. But, you know, good for AJ. And it was really, actually, it was good for Xavier Woods because I know he's considered, he's the weak link of a new day. I don't know why. He's he's a great athlete. He's stronger than most people. He's very built. Um, so it's always good to see him have a longer match with somebody, even if it doesn't go off perfectly. Then the main event was RK Bro. They defeated MVP and Bobby Lashley. MVP caught the pen. What was your, what was your um, thoughts on this? Yeah, never in doubt. Never in doubt what was going to happen. It was a good match. Um, seeing our, our um, Randy RKO Bobby Lashley was was interesting. And like you said earlier, you said it looks like they're going in that direction. Well, I just read online. People are saying that is the direction they're going to go. So that will be something um, something worth watching. Great. I, I, that's that's something interesting. With the element of Riddle and the element of MVP, so uh, that be that would keep my attention, you know, so to speak, um, until I guess until um, until um, the Goldberg come back. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Once his, uh, you know, the ligaments heal, and once um, Gage's shoulder and neck is better, can't wait. Oh, Did you read what Goldberg said about choking his son after the match? What he said. So after MVP put Gage, I mean, after Bobby put Gage in the um, Hurt Lock, uh-huh. I think it should be called the Hurt Locker, um, and let go and MVP, you know, said, oh, Bobby didn't know, and they left the ring. Goldberg went to check on his son, and he said um, he was choking his son a little bit. And his son said afterwards, why did you choke me? And he said, because you were, you were laughing, and I had to get that smile off your face. So... Wow, he it's, choked his son. Yeah, not strangling, but just kind of like. Did, you know. did you see it? I didn't see it. I think he was afraid they were going to zoom in on him, or maybe they, the cameras might have noticed it and decided not to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these things happen. I mean, people always talk about when Jericho fell off the cage and landed on that, basically like that trampoline funhouse of a table. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger thing was when the camera zoomed in on him. He was like smiling and talking. You know, so I guess after you do something big and unexpected, it's kind of normal to forget about the, you know, the acting like you're in pain. So he he said his son had a blast and loved it, um, but he just had to make sure that his son realized you don't laugh. 
you know. Yeah, because that's a lot of they paying him a lot of money for that angle. <laughs> they can't have that key that that guy laughing. They paying him a whole and Dober don't want to lose that money. <laughs> no, he's, he's got a lot of money. Yeah, no for all the criticism about Goldberg that I read, and I don't get a lot of it, he's he's very popular. <laughs> you know, he's he's a big name, no question. Yeah. No, definitely. So go um so um raw thumbs up, thumbs down. I give it a thumbs up for me because it was very interesting. Yeah, thumb, thumbs up for that. For a lot of things, like you said, interesting. A lot happens. A lot of unexpected things happens. Um, it almost felt like an AEW dynamite in a way. Um, and big thumbs up for that for that uh, three way match. Okay. Now, SmackDown, the first match, the Street Profits, they de- defeated the Uso via DQ. What's your thoughts on that? Still doesn't sit well with me. I mean, the Alpha Academy and the Street Profits, it's almost like you're, I think, was it, I think Corey said it best. He's like, they're kind of cutting in line to get against these two, the Usos. Um, I thought the match was, the match was good. I, I mean, I, I really like the Street Profits. Um, the Usos showed that, you know, they're deceptively strong. They're both very strong. I think we think of them as very quick, high-flying, but they're so strong, too. So it was a great match for both of them. Um, so I, I, I definitely enjoyed that. So post-match, they got into a, a little bit of a brawl, and the Street Profits was able to lay them out. So in the back, Roman Reigns told, he said, he told Paul, he said, wise man, it's my tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. He said, go bring me my cousins. So he said, yes, my tribal chief. So he goes out, and Caleb Braxton is right in his face as soon as he comes out. And the whole man had his phone to his mouth. And then Caleb, next thing, Caleb, like, hey, trying to ask him a question. And next thing you know, his phone ring. It's the Brock Lesnar theme. <laughs> <laughs> he, cuts him, he cuts him off like a cheating wife. <laughs> And then um, he calls back again, and then the same thing. And then he answered, you know, reluctantly. And then, uh, you know, basically, Brock told him that, you know, he's going. He wants him to deliver a message, um, and uh, you know, and it's and so he said he'll do it. Uh, reluctantly, his face has changed. Paul him, he looks scared, shitless. Um, and then as soon as he well, he bumps into a janitor. The company is Big E with the damn money in the bank briefcase. Starts laughing. So Paul Heyman no. had a. So Paul, Paul Heyman is having a, a little bit of a, a rough patch to start this start this edition of SmackDown. What was your thoughts on this? Well, I had um, I had some really bad flashbacks when the phone went off. It reminded me of when Kevin Nash would get text messages about. Um, power bombing CM Punk, and when we saw him come out to the ring looking at his phone because he got another text message, I, I I don't know. I think going with props could be um could be risky. So you know, the phone and the Brock's theme music on the phone. I hope we don't see too much of that. Maybe people will like it, but I don't I don't think it's a good idea. Um. Big E, yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he had to dress like a janitor to do that. I thought it was our, I thought it was going to be our truth or or because Tazawa or something like that. 
because you know we saw him from behind bent over so i thought it was either akira tozawa or um our truth and it was about the 24 7 gonna lead into that but um that was weird and um yeah so those are my thoughts on that what do you think of the use of the phone one-time thing or do you want to see them keep doing that What I thought of it was, I thought it was very funny, and to see Paul Heyman, um, his his reaction to it. First of all, how the hell? So does he have Roman Reign as his as uh, Roman Reigns theme as his theme song? And um, if so, which theme song does he have? The new one or the old one? That's what I, the Quarryman Mods would like to know. You know, and if so, does he still have CM Punk num um thing in his phone? And if so, what does does he have Taz and the, does he have the old themes of his phone for each wrestler? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought the way that he looked and Caleb Braxton all up in his face, you know, on trouble, and they thinking that um, you know, that he's, you know, basically they they saying that. You know, is is he with Brock Lesnar? Did he tell Brock Lesnar to come back? Um, he knew about it, and and is he trying to turn hell on Roman Reigns or something like that? But again, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman has no trouble, no beef at all. They they didn't have no drama. Um, you know, when he left, the last match he had was with um, was at WrestleMania, right? Um, uh, with right. against Seth Rollins, right? And he yeah. lost, and that was it. They didn't have no angle where they had drama or anything like that. So I'm not sure why he wouldn't be, you know, be afraid of Brock unless unless he feels scared of Roman. But um, the, the message was that he went back and told me, he said, my tribal chief, we have a problem. And he said, well, I don't have no problem, Roman Reigns. He said, yes, um, Brock Lesnar will be at Master Square Garden next Friday night. And uh, Roman you know, went from not being concerned to a little concerned. So Brock mm -hmm. Lesnar will return next week on on um on um Friday night SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. And um, uh, you know, that's gonna be a, a lining up to be a big show. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, this show is gonna be huge. They're redoing the Seth Rollins and Edge match and they're they're doing this one and yeah, I'm with you on SummerSlam when, when Lesnar came out and Paul Heyman was cowering in fear. I don't know what that was about. And if this is some plan to between Brock and Paul, I don't know why Brock Lesnar would need Paul Heyman. So it's just more fun to see Paul Heyman's reaction or the tension. Um, you know, so it just makes it a little more interesting. But I think that's about it. So Becky Lynch had a promo where she came, and then um, Bianca oh. Belair comes out and asks for, you know, a title shot. Um, and um, you know, Becky Lynch, you know, says no. And um, so, what was your thoughts on this? Like Becky Lynch is slowly but surely turning hill. The fans got behind Bianca. I don't know if they did or was that the WWE, um, um, you know, production crew. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, to, you have noticed that, right? The production, you know, like you hear things and you're like, I don't think that's the authentic audience. But I almost texted you while this was happening, but my phone was was dying. But I was gonna text you, like, I, I feel like, like this promo is like slowly killing some of the momentum of Becky Lynch. Um, I said last time. Fans were excited to see her, but it didn't mean we wanted to see her in the middle of the ring with a microphone talking 
for a while. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really get into the whole interview and the things she was saying. And, but like you said, it's about her becoming a bad guy. Um, right. But it's just making it a little less interesting. Right. And one thing I hated and I didn't like was and it, and I didn't mention this last week. I should have, and it happened again. I thought I, I thought they were just yet yeah, last week with just uh you know, I don't know why they did it, but so yeah. One thing I didn't like was Bianca Belair coming out doing her damn entrance, shaking and twisting her hair and doing her whole mm-hmm. entrance thing. Like you just lost your title. You just got punched in the face. You just got manhandled, slammed, and they just took your title. That you worked hard for, and you coming out here jipping and jiving, like like laughing and doing your little hip and slapping your hips. What are you doing? Like I'm like, what are you doing? Ain't you supposed to be angry that you lost the way that you lost the fashion that you lost? You know, you know what I'm saying. And then not only did she did that the first time, so she does it again, doing her damn little juking and jiving, twisting her hair, skipping and stuff. What are you doing? Like, come on, you got you 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 know, so people could get over on you and you up here skipping, hop, skip to my loo, my darling. Like, come on. I didn't like that. I a thousand percent agree with you. And we see a lot of them do that. I remember, I don't remember who it was, but it was on WWE and someone came to the ring, jumping up and down, happy. Then he got in the ring and said, you know, I'm really upset about what happens. You know? <laughs> and it's like you're doing, it's like, that's the difference between, you know, it's just the the ring entrance is just part of the performance and then they do the but but it's not character driven the character driven would be coming to the ring upset or running to the ring or marching to the ring determined i remember once one of brody lee's last matches in AEW, not the last match but one of them he was against uh, one of the young enhancement people or people they were bringing in and the guy came out smiling, high-fiving everybody. And it's like, you're in the match against Brody Lee and he's going to crush you, you know? Where's like the seriousness? Um, so that's why, yeah, I hate when they do that. And I think I it's a bad it. idea. And we, we've seen them do that for a few years, like in WWE. They'd, come to, they'd be called out to come to the ring and they'd come out to their music. Then they'd stand on the ropes and put their hands in the air like the way they normally do. And it's like, no, that's not what this is about, you know? Be more character-driven. Right. You know what it is? I think they do the entrance because, like, I'm a big Naomi fan. Naomi is, like, the best entrance, and I go to the events just to see her entrance because I love her entrance. You know what I mean? So Mm. I think that that was the only time they was going to see Bianca that night. She wasn't going to wrestle. So I guess she, you know, sometimes they do the entrance, if you notice, Sometimes when they do their full entrance during a like a talking segment, that means they're gonna be in a match the next match or so so forth. Or oh. that normally happens, especially if they and and then or and then if they do their full entrance and then they like in street clothes, so to speak, you're not gonna see them for the rest of the night. You get what I mean? So That's if you a, see them I really like what you said because if it is about the audience wanting to see that entrance, right? Like if they want to see Bianca spin her hair, then yeah. If they're not going to see her do it later, I'll accept that because that's yeah. what's most important. 
Right. Yeah, I think that is because I think Naomi, um, like when Naomi, I go there for Naomi, I watch her entrance because I love her entrance and mm -hmm. I always record it when I'm there. <laughs> so you got to show and, me sometime. You got to show yeah. me. Sometime. So I see it. And then um, so um, so that's why I go. I see Naomi. If I go and I don't see Naomi entrance, I'm going to be feel cheated. I mean, I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? That's like going to see the Undertaker, and the Undertaker, no, he does his entrance, and um, he, you know he um, he doesn't do his full entrance. You know what I mean? It's just you know. Part That's of a great entrance. point because if he came out and didn't do that and got in the ring and said, "I want to say something from the heart," fans at home might say, "Wow, what a great moment!" But if you're there, that's a disappointment. So fat. So I didn't think um, of it that way. Yeah, they try to you know. At least people got to see Bianca that wanted because a lot of fans that was in the a lot of fans that were in the in the audience. I I watched it, watched the fans in the audience, and a lot of them was you know happy to see her. It was going going for, was saying the EST banging on the thing oh. club. You know they was you know they was really happy to see her. Um, oh, so, by the way, something I forgot to mention last week, she won a match last week, um, and this was her first match after losing. when she won. And so I think, you know, that shows how much losing and the way she lost did affect her. Right. Um, so, yeah, so um, she wanted to fight. Becky just said no again and just left the ring. And then in the, um, Sonya, um, who you who you call her? <laughs> I thought it was Seth Rollins I'm, and Seth vice versa. So, so Seth Rollins, <laughs> Sonya Deville, and... Um, Adam Pierce, they told her that she's gonna she that she has to um uh, Becky has to defend her title against um uh Bianca Belair at Extreme Rules. So the match has been set for Extreme Rules, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Then we moved on to the next fight with Rick Boogs, who is over speak. Um that's mm -hmm. why they got rid of Elias. Him and Elias look alike and they both have guitar. Mm -hmm. Only there's only room for one guitar player in the WWE universe. So Rick View, Rick Boos, <laughs> funny we talked about Dolph Ziggler getting pinned. Well, Dolph Ziggler got pinned again by Rick Boos oh, <laughs> with a pump handle slam. No, with no a pump handle. <laughs> what's your thoughts on what's what's your thoughts on this, Rick Boos? It was quick. Um, I think um, I'm not big into WWE finishers recently. Pump handle slam. You have Ray Ripley's. You have. Um, the big ending by Big E. That's like something dads do with their kids in the pool. You know, you just they land on their, throw them in the air and land on the stomach. It's safe, it's though. Probably, it's safe. It's safe. It's safe. And it probably goes back to the attitude adjustment by John Cena, which is, you know, a fireman's carry. Right. Um, <laughs> if the fans like it, I guess they like it. But um, yeah, I mean, I felt bad for Dolph Ziggler. And I think the biggest insult to me for Dolph Ziggler was backstage before when he walked up to Tony Storm and he said, um, you could sit front row and watch me. And she said, no, I'm rooting for Boogs. Like, you can't even get the brand new person to just come and watch ringside, which would have been good for both of them. It was just him getting shut down even more. And I just felt terrible for him. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler is a wasted talent, man. Mm -hmm. Um. His brother's doing better than he does. <laughs> and uh, moving on to the next match, Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins um, by by disqualification. Um, after the match, um, Seth Rollins went crazy, went got the chair, about to do a one man concerto. 
you think you know me. Round Edge comes out and chases Seth Rollins off. What was your thoughts on this? Well, I love it. I love the match because anytime I get to hear Seth Rollins talk about Zazaro or Zazalu, and <laughs> mispronounce his name. I love that. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's, you know, Edge is so popular. I mean, he, I remember when El Presidente was on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about it was when Cena opened the show and later Edge came out and we both agreed Edge got the bigger pop. You know, I mean, he's just so big. I'm not saying more famous, but I just for that particular crowd, I guess, just like, you know, Goldberg in Oklahoma, that was big. Um, depends on the crowd. But um, it's it's interesting. I mean, when Seth said he was going to be more like Edge, I thought it would be more obvious. But then he started doing some of the moves like when they say, oh, that's the edge matic I totally didn't care about that, that went over my head. <laughs> but um when you know breaking off the leg of the chair and and doing that it would be interesting if if seth rollins would more also add to that by saying you know it's okay when edge does it everybody loves it when edge does it but when i do it it's it's bad and he's just going to do what edge does um but um i enjoyed it and um poor cesaro yeah he looked pretty beaten at the end yeah Next up was the Kevin Owens show with Happy Corbin and Logan Paul. What was your thoughts on this? Thought Logan Paul would throw a punch. I thought that was interesting. Um, um, yeah, you know, Happy Corbin. I don't, I don't know what he's exactly doing, except coming out and saying he's happy. Um, before things were, he was doing things. He was trying to make money, and but I don't see him going anywhere. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. I guess is it's going to be him, um, Kevin Owens and him again. I don't know. What do you think about this? Because I know you were heavily invested in in Baron Corbin. Yeah, I was uh, uh, in in broke Corbin. Um, you know, happy happy Corbin is all right. He's he's a nauseous rich guy. Um, you know, he was a king. Then he got broke when he lost his crown. Now he went to Vegas and made some investments. And his wife is back. And everything, so <laughs> um, well, let's, let's not forget she left him because when he got that low blow from the tank, yeah. <laughs> he was unable to perform. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why she yeah. left him. That that was the most funniest thing ever. That that whole segment, I watched that over and over again with him. Yeah, I'm East with the Kevin yeah. He said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm eating spaghetti out the can again." He said, "Get you a new shirt and gave him a hundred dollars." And then Shotzi Black I shot him, shot the can by mistake in the nuts, and then the, the dirty dogs came in and sold the hundred dollars from him. <laughs> he had a bad day. <laughs> oh, great. That those were great. the only, and also the videos of him on the street. Those were the only times I watched WWE videos on my phone. Like mm -hmm. you know, like what else is there? You know. Right, right, right. The funny uh, thing is, no matter how much money he spends on things, he looks the same. Right. <laughs> He's like, now my fame, my 30000 It's not like when Ric Flair would come out, you know? No, that's a, that's a fact. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, I think they're doing something with Logan Paul and and, and KO. And, and Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, you know, st he stunned Logan Paul at WrestleMania. So, you know, he got the ground with him. So, you know. It, 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 you know, it was, it was, it was okay. Next match was Kevin Sammy. Owens should have a show. It might be canceled. 
<laughs> the next match is Sami Zayn defeated Dominic again. What was your thoughts on this? Good for Dominic. This was Ray's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it totally was. Dominic is is getting better all the time. He can take way more punishment than I thought he could. There were times when Roman was beating him up, and I thought this is crossing the line. I mean, what if he gets seriously injured? But he's done. Um, he's done great, and. Um, I think we know where this is going. He'll shove Ray or mm-hmm. he'll get into it more. Um, but I think fans are fine with it dragging on as long as people like Sammy get wins. Right. And then for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defeated Finn Balor. Um, what was your thoughts on this? Great for Finn Balor. I mean, he he looked amazing in the match. Um, I must say, Roman Reigns matches... I don't really remember them. And that's not an insult. It's just kind of like the way he wrestles. It's very, like I said earlier, character driven, you know? And it kind of reminds me like we all like the movie Bloodsport, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing about Bloodsport is if you compare it to movies by like Bruce Lee or, or some other martial arts movies, it doesn't have crazy moves. Most of the impact of the move of the film in the fight scenes are the meaning behind, you know, the punches and the camera work and what it means and the facial expressions. There's not a whole lot of craziness happening in the Bloodsport matches compared to other martial arts films, but we feel like it's, it means more. And it's kind of like, you know, like a Marvel superhero thing where they just kind of throw each other around. It's not a bunch of Hurricane Rana's. And I think Roman's really good at that. Um, And, you know, this kind of just the the meaning of everything. Um, So I really like the match. And I think even though Finn got jumped, and and I totally agree with Corey, the Street Profits were pretty late on helping helping him out. But um, I think um, Finn looked great at the end of it, even though he lost. I thought it was really good. What did you think? Why you said the blood sport? I got the blood sport theme, Kuma Dame theme going in my head, and I see Frank Deuce going taking on Chung Lee right now. <laughs> Isn't it true? Like when you think back about what the moves they actually did in blood sport, it wasn't more than it was less than the kind of action you see in other martial arts films, but it was more. It felt more important. Yeah, it was. It was I want to watch that movie right now because I can watch that movie over and over and never get tired of it. Ever. Donald Trump's favorite movie. I can never get tired of that. Over and over again. It's some movies I can watch one time and never watch again. But I can watch that movie over and over and over again. A lot of '80s movies I can watch over and over and over again. I don't know why, but I back to Blood... yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I think with Bloodsport they never it never gets stuck anywhere. Like it moves pretty quickly. Every scene is the they do everything they need to do in the minimal amount of time with dialogue. And I read an interview with Donald about Donald Trump from about 10 years ago and this reporter spent a day with him and his favorite movie is Bloodsport. And he said, the funny thing is Donald Trump fast forwards the dialogue. He says it's his favorite film, but all he watches are the fight scenes. The fight scenes are, are, are awesome, but I also like, I like the dialogue too, but the, with, with the, 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 when Forrest Whitaker and the cops are, and the military police chasing Frank Dukes and trying to get him back, a lot of people not into that, 
Um, oh, but yeah. I am, and I'm into the, the friendship with him and and and, and, um, and Braun Strowman. <laughs> that guy <laughs> reminds me of Braun Strowman a whole lot. <laughs> uh, he really so, does. Yeah. Limp, by the way, Braun Strowman, did you see his new promo? No, I have. He got one too. He got one too. He's um, it's He's him breaking, walking. Is he in the same um, facility as Malachi Black, Buddy Murphy, and Ruby Ruby Soho? <laughs> no, he's not. He's oh. he's um, yeah, he's just walking down a road, and I forgot who was there with him, but he's walking down the road, and he does limp noticeably. And and the sad thing was, I had read online, he limps because he got injured in a WWE match. Mm. That's sad. The guy was like in strongman contests, and now he really limps. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I never seen that in in his matches, because when he doing his little running around the truck choo choo train knocking people over, I never seen him limp. Yeah, I never noticed it until I saw that, and then I looked online, and there was a story about it. I don't know when it happens, but wow, that's yeah. sad. But um, yeah, but um, back. I hope it's, I hope it's a storyline or something. But it's, well, it's I hope I hope so too. But Finn Balor and Roman Reigns have great ma- great chemistry, great chemistry together, and they mm. only have good matches with each other. Always. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Never wins though, but the Demon will beat them. The Demon can beat them. Demon Balor can beat them. The thing about Balor. the Demon is I don't like the um, I don't like the hair thing he wears. Mm-hmm. It looks a little ridiculous on him. And it's when like the cross- Robin King. It's like the rhyme. No, it's the Demon King. I think you get that from the DC, the Robin King, and the Robin King actually has the same thing, the same type oh, of hair. Okay, check that out. It's, it's you know, it's not as cool as Malachi Black's. No, 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 no. Malachi Black is on a different level. But thumbs up and thumbs down for SmackDown. That's a good question. Thumbs up for the, uh, thumb thumbs. I might go thumbs in the middle, trending okay. up. What about I you? It, I give it a thumbs up for the match. The main event was good. The Brock, the first match was pretty good. Um, so I enjoyed the show. The sh- I enjoyed the show. So the first let's match, go on. the puppets and the Usos, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so we are moving on to AEW Dynamite. First match was Santana and Ortiz. They defeated. <laughs> FTR, who was wearing the Midnight Express um, <laughs> gear. I yeah, they were walking family. backwards. They looked a little worried that they were going to trip. <laughs> they were walking backwards. <laughs> so, yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? It was... I felt a little bit of sadness because these are two teams that had something so big in the beginning. Um, it didn't feel like an important match anymore. It doesn't feel like the pinnacle or the inner circle are a thing anymore. Um, and also, when you think of the best tag teams in AEW, you don't think of them anymore. It's the Young Bucks, it's Penta and Phoenix, even Jungle Express you think about. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know where they're going. And I, I think I think the... Um, the labors of Jericho and things like that. I think it hurt these two teams. Right. I thought it was a good match. Um, and they just, and I remember, um, I think it was Cash that was, that got hurt, oh, that injured. That was bad, yeah. 
So they was out of sight, out of mind. AEW got a lot of tag teams and um, a lot of great, ta- great tag teams. This is like a tag team renaissance, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but FDR was supposed to be like the tag team, or at least telling the world they're the tag team. You know? They only lost, this is their second loss. They only lost twice as being in AEW. So to Santana Ortiz. Right. You know, Santana Ortiz. So, you know, um, so I thought it was good. Santana Ortiz needed a big win. They took a lot of losses too. So FTR can FTR can jump on somebody, can jump on the Lucha Bros after uh, or or the Young Bucks quickly get back into the title pitch title hunt and beat and win. You know, so that, you know they it doesn't hurt them that much. You know, they they they're that good as a tag team. So do you next feel like match, you, do you yeah. feel like this feud just kind of crawled over the finish line? Who? This feud between the two teams. Well, yeah, because remember, it got it was supposed to have been the first match was supposed to have been better, but they got it was an injury, and then and then the injury the, the they wanted to finish it up. I know I understand they wanted to finish it up. Um. And um, the end with the inner circle and the and the pinnacle, which is still going, still going on, after, so to speak, which should have ended a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to finish, um, you know, tie this up in a knot, and um, and, and finish it up, and um, which they did, and um, you know, we they everybody can move forward now, you know. Good. So the next thing was CM Punk. He was coming out, and then um. 2.0 and, and Garcia, these are some new guys. They're getting featured heavily on TV now. Heavily. Heavily. And they, they're beating CM Punk ass in Chicago. And, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, they beat him up for a long time. And Darby Allen and his thing took their time coming out. Which I don't even mm-hmm. know why they came out to help anyway. But anyway, there's a Scorpion death drop in a, in a GTS was done um, was done by CM Punk, the first one in a long time. So what was your thoughts on this? You know, when he was attacked by 2.0 and Garcia, um, a part of me for a split second, I was like, no, not them. You know, this is bigger than them. But then this is what AEW does. They're very good at um, combining different elements. And yeah, so it was good to see Punk you know, get touched, you know, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. And, and you're right. I mean, Garcia, he's really good. I, I enjoy watching him a lot. Um, and, you know, it's easy to say 2.0 is kind of like the young bucks are trying to be, but they, they're their own thing. They're French Canadian, which I thought was interesting. And, um, so yeah, Darby and thing. I wish Darby came out on the um skateboarder, he'd get there faster, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but but I liked it. Sting cleans house, he just doesn't do a great job of saving his partner <laughs> from getting beaten <laughs> up. All right, so um, in the next match, we got Orange Cassie defeated um Jack Evans of the Harley family. What's your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I liked it. I always feel a little sad when Jack Evans loses because I watched him in AAA and he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing if, if they let him. I don't know why somebody like him wouldn't be in the inner circle. 
for things, but they didn't bring him in that way. Um, so it was it was fine. It was it was an okay match. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy so that Jim, Matt Hardy does more and more each week. So Jim Ross had a uh, had a um, in the ring with Jericho. Uh, what, <laughs> was your, what was your thoughts on this? Uh, it was really Jericho taking the mic and, and talking, right? It wasn't right. a lot of Jim Ross. Um, but Jim Ross did have a great sit-down interview with CM Punk um, on the show afterwards, on Ramp- after Rampage. Um, yeah, it was just Jericho building up the match, right? And, and about this, you know, I was really, it wasn't really Jericho what he was saying. It was the announcer saying, this might be the last time we see him in the ring as a wrestler. That really brought home the importance of the match. But it was okay. What did you think? I mean, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was okay. He, he explained it himself, um, and um, you know that um, he, he, you know, he the reason why he, he think he can win, and it was basically um, talking about how Jim Ross, you know, signed him and all this other stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I thought it was all right. Next Hearts match, matter after CM Punk's interviews, you know. Right, definitely. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Brian Cage. Your thoughts? I know you're a big Powerhouse Hobbs fan. Yeah, yeah, I really liked him when he came on and he was with kind of like Moxley and Darby for a second. I like that team. It looked like a Marvel superhero team in a way, or DC comic team. Um, Yeah, he won because of outside interference from Ricky Starks. I feel like the crowd wasn't into the match at all, unfortunately. you know, it's it's a match I wanted to see, and I thought they'd do a little bit more with it. Taz's mm-hmm. commentary is always great. And it's and it's something, because you would have thought Ricky Starks and Cage would be on the pay, big pay-per-view. Um, they're not. But that's the, the, the positive about AEW that we talked about before. It's because they don't have a WrestleMania, SummerSlam type of structure. They could put them anywhere. They might be in the co-main event of the next pay-per-view. You know, so or there might be an AEW dynamite finish, you know. Right. Um so then the next match we have QT Marshall, um, <laughs> Paul White. Paul White comes out, clear the damn factory out, the gun cub comes out, you know, to help Paul White. All of a sudden the damn gun club hits Billy Gunn. He, he he who who um who um who like um the Iron Sheik said during his um Hall of Fame speech that his coach, Mr. <laughs> Vern Gaia, told him to hurt Hulk Hogan, but he would not do it. <laughs> Very true. You there, Molly? So he put the ball. He put, he put the ball. He took the um, the the gun club. Um, Paul Billy Gunn hit him upside the head with with a chair, and um, and then the factory comes in, and then next thing you know, my boy QT Marshall comes in and hit him with a damn diamond cutter. Mm. Let's, yeah, go, QT. Let's go QT. Let's go QT. Let's go. Yeah, QT's odds of winning have gone up, haven't they? Let's go. Yeah, I mean, he got the gun club. The gun club turned hill. This is unbelievable. What's going? Are they part of the factory now? 
that would be something because they were supposed to be in the nightmare family um remember we used to laugh about that when they'd make announcements so and so has been offered a space in the nightmare family <laughs> it's like no thank you but <laughs> but this is you know i know people are kind of down on it maybe the timing because of how long it took for them to turn on him they were just kind of lingering in the ring mm-hmm. like kind of began to know something was going to happen they've done that before sometime their timings when people turn on like when hobbs turned on i don't know if it was moxley or who he attacked it was kind of like that it was kind of awkward um but um you know i'm i'm totally fine with it billy gunn is really good when he's angry on the microphone you know and i can't wait to hear what he has to say about paul white so i'm a fan of like i think billy gunn has done some great things of course but um he can talk and um i can't wait to hear him talk and talk about his kids he hasn't had a chance to really do any of that so so i that's what i want to see in qt marshall he has he has an army some people have a stable he has an army of people so the next thing was Tay Conte defeated Penelope Ford, who's with the Bunny. My two favorite people, the Bunny, unbelievable. And they always losing. What's your thoughts on this? Well, we were happy when the Bunny won before, um, but yeah, it was interesting to see her with Pen- Penelope Ford and her together. Um, yeah, Penelope Ford. It's funny if you you know on Instagram you know, the videos that show up, they'll show Penelope Ford in some independent matches and she can do so much more than what we see her do. She has very innovative moves, even the ones we see on AEW. I like a lot of the stuff she does. But Ty Conti, after losing to um, the Bunny last time, you know, she's really good too and she needed a win. And it was kind of a awkward match here and there, but I, I did enjoy it. Okay. Um the, the next thing was the, the main event was the Elite. Um, it was the Young Bucks and uh, the Good Brothers. They defeated the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express. What was your thoughts on this? Yeah, it was an okay. It was a, it was a good match. It wasn't, you know, it's hard when the Bucks are in the, in the ring because they have so many great matches. I loved, you know, I'm a big Nick Jackson fan and I thought he was great. Um, I love their ring entrances. I like when they use, I like both their theme songs. They have the Young Bucks theme, which is cool. And they have the Be Elite song, which is really cool. Um, and um, yeah, the crowd was up for it. The crowd was uh, really into it. And um, it was it was fine. It was, um, it was okay, I think. I think I'd say it was, a, it was a very good match in some ways. Did you, what did you think of it? Because I don't know, I don't think I know how to feel about it. Right. Did um, you like? Well, um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, but the you know the the post match when the cage came down, and then yeah. the leap came in and started whipping ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. So. So. Uh, that cage is kind of interesting to see, and it's. Do you think it'll? Do you think it'll be a good viewing experience watching that match in the cage, or do you think it'll be a bit distracting? What do you think? Uh, maybe a little. The cage. Why don't? Why did they change the format of the cage? The cages from before was okay. Why did they? Yeah. Why? What are they doing? Like the the hell in the cell. They 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 messed it up. It, yeah. It, uh, the, 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 if that's the case, go build an old blue cage. You go back yeah. to those. 
Like, come on. Like, the old end of the cage, man. So, I don't know. I'm going to have to see tonight when I watch it, when I watch it and see what happens, man. You know? I just hope it. I just hope it's something where it's not a distracting kind of thing, unless they have the cameraman in the ring, like they know sometimes do, where they cut out the piece where the camera can be. But it was um, when when that was going on, I was like, wait a second, am I going to really enjoy the tag team match at the pay per view, or am I going to be like, kind of see what's going on? Definitely. So thumbs up or thumbs down for Dynamite. I mean, I'll give it, um, I think I, every week I give it a thumbs up. This one might be almost a thumbs in the middle, actually. Um, yeah, I think so. And also, you know what? I'm going to put it all on Excalibur for thinking that when Paul White gets hit in the back with a chair, that must be, no, it's his hip. They're hitting his hip. <laughs> Billy Gunn's not going to hit him in the hip with a chair. <laughs> he, gets, he had surgery there. I Can't give it a I give it a thumbs up. So let's go to you Rampage. Want- yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Let's go to Rampage. Um, Malachi Black defeated Lee Johnson. What was your thoughts on this? That was the real main event of Rampage, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi Black. I mean, when you think about what I want to see when I turn on AEW, you know, you want to see CM Punk in the ring. Um, there's a few things you want to see, but very high on the list, maybe number two is Malachi Black his ring entrance. It's amazing that somebody that did nothing on the main roster in WWE, who was just treated like anybody could walk in and be spoken about like he's a walking legend, like he's this boogeyman, um, like um, the Punjabi prison match thing. Uh, he is, um, he is so fascinating. And you know, the thing is, there was a time where wrestlers from Japan were mysterious. They would try to tell us that. And that's all gone, you know, because we, we, you know, it's the cultures have blended a lot. The fact that he's from Amsterdam and it's just very, he's just very different and strange in the tattoos. He still has that mystique. Um, and so to me, that was the real main event. And I love the chair, the moment with the chair. I think, again, Excalibur thing. He's trying to corrupt Lee Johnson. <laughs> So next thing was Chris Statlander, uh, and she defeated Rebel and Jamie Hayter. What was your thoughts on this? I think maybe it should have been just Chris Statlander against Rebel um, because it doesn't look good for Jamie Hayter um, to be in this handicap match. Um, but um, it was a good reminder that they are that she's facing Britt Baker at the All Out pay-per-view. I actually didn't really realize that until this week. Um, I didn't know they were actually going to have a title match. It just kind of escapes me. Um, but I did feel it was it was good to see Red Velvet come in and, and help out Chris Stadlander. But I felt bad. Yeah, the crowds, it wasn't good. And, and you could tell from the look on her face, she knew it. And she didn't deserve it in my book. I mean, I'm a fan of hers. What did you think? Yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, you know, Statlander is just, they're trying to make her look strong. So when D&D, you know, um, you know, beat her at all out, you know, made her seem like, you know, she's, you know, the alpha, the alpha queen. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I don't like Rebel losing. I like Rebel. I yeah, me, yeah, me too. But also that move Statlander did where it was the fall away slam and was it a power bomb too? Uh-huh. Almost. No, a body slam and whatever she did, it was amazing. Yeah, she's got I some moves. Seen... 
I just don't like her gimmick, the Ellie and Gillian. I don't like that for some reason. I don't know. I, I like it. I like the booping the nose. I don't know where that started. Right. So then Miro, the TNT champion, he comes out. He, he comes out talking <laughs> about his God. And, uh, you know, and then here come my boy Eddie Kingston comes out. And he does a promo and they hit back and forth. New York talk. He told him, you know, and it ended up, you know, getting into a, a brawl. And, uh, you know, what do you think of this? Did, and did this make you hype to see this match? I think it makes it interesting in that they're, they're saying that Miro has a weak neck and he got laid out with a DDT. Um, mm-hmm. He has a huge neck. But so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's sort of interesting. I don't, you think Eddie would, you know, win by just being violent more than being a tactician? Um, and it was weird, like Eddie's pro- Eddie's promo, it was like, oh, I guess Eddie Kingston's an atheist. But then he takes off his rosary and he like kisses it before he puts it in the puts it on the, the, the floor to enter the ring. So I guess he was just talking about Miro's God or um, I don't know. It feels like we're watching Conan or something. <laughs> crumb. 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 <laughs> crumb. <laughs> uh, man, I, I like that movie too. Tony and the I watched that movie over and over again. With Mike, I call the guy the the wizard when he turns into that beast. I, he turns into beast into like some type of professional wrestler, and I call him Mighty Man because he goes, Ah, oh, Mighty Man. He got he 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 dressed carrying cross. That's how carrying cross is dressed up. <laughs> Mighty Man the, the, <laughs> with that creature he turned into that you kill the mirror. You got to hit the mirrors to kill him. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, that was great. He was he was he put him in the um he was he he was the um the originator of the Cesaro swing. But remember he swung Conan ass around by both his feet. That was where the Cesaro swing came from. Mighty man from Conan the Destroyer. He did it first. They biting his moves. He didn't ask for permission. <laughs> you know what? Maybe Cesaro did borrow a lot from Conan. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to ask him. The main event, Darby Allen defeated Daniel Garcia. Um, and what was your thoughts on this? I thought it was a really good match. I really liked what Daniel Garcia did. I love when I thought it was going to be over when Darby did the um, coffin drop with Daniel on his back. I thought oh, that yeah. would have been a perfect ending, uh, but it wasn't. But um, it was it was cool. Again, Sting did a great job of beating somebody up, but Darby was getting. Hurt. And then CM Punk came out and he kind of had a face off and and we'll talk about that when we go over the card for tonight. But it was um to me and and this is maybe just me as as that was a great match. But the um the um the match with uh, Lee Johnson and um, and uh, Malachi Malachi Black that has more of a main event feel to me for some reason. Right, so thumbs up or thumbs down for thumbs up, Rampage. big thumbs, thumbs up. up, thumbs up for us as well. Okay, yeah. AEW all out. So mm-hmm. let's go over this real quickly to see, you know, just pick over it real quick. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Who you got? QT Marshall. I got QT Marshall as well, but Marshall. Want, sorry, I want QT Marshall to win as well. Okay. So now we got um, Miro for the TNT Championship. Miro takes on Eddie Kingston. Who win? Who do you think will win? 
Eddie Kingston. Oh, and if I could just quickly say, it would be amazing if Mark Henry helped Big Show if <laughs> he was getting outnumbered. No way yeah. Eddie Kingston win. I think Miro wins. You think Miro? I hope Miro wins, but I have a, I just have a feeling about it. I think it should be John Moxley versus well, rather than Eddie. Speaking of John Moxley, he ties up. He's taking on uh, Satoshi Kojima. Who do you think in this? Not, uh, of course, I think Moxley's going to win. Not as interested because, not because I don't like Kojima. It's just we've seen him on Impact the last several weeks wrestling. You know, it isn't as special as they're making it sound. T- no, AEW Women's Championship. Um, a- the, t- the champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, takes on Chris Statland. Who do you think going to win? Britt Baker, I think. Me you? Too. Yeah. <laughs> he asked me that too. <laughs> it's AEW. Anything could happen, but yeah, that's what I think. Orange Cass- Orange Cassidy, uh, Willow Ewer, Chuck Teller, and the Jurassic Express takes on the HFO. Who do you think going to win? Well, that's actually on the buy-in, right? That's not even yeah. on the pay-per-view, which shocks me. But um, that Orange isn't on the main card, but I'm going to go. Or, you know, or Orange- Jungle Boy. Yeah, or Jungle Boy. But like we said, maybe they'll be on the next one. But yeah, I'll go with um I'll go with Orange and Jungle Boy. I don't see them both losing. They're on the same team. Me too, I think so. Um so Jer- Chris Jericho takes on MJF. If if Jericho loses, he will retire and go to the commentary booth. Retire from the ring. Who do you think gonna win this match? I think they can do a lot with Jericho actually retiring. I'd love to see him lose, retire, go to the commentary booth, and then just trash MJF until MJF demands that he comes back into wrestling. But I mean, if Jericho's pretty rough, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with Jericho. What about you? I'm gonna go with Jericho too. I don't think Jericho gonna lose. Yeah. Um, so the, for this, it's a, the for the AEW Tag Team Championship in a steel cage match, the Young Bucks defend their titles against the Lucha Brothers. Who do you think wins? <sighs> That's a hard one for me. I'm going to say... I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say Lucha Brothers. You know what? I'm going to say the same thing. Same thing? Yep. It would be something if Andrade ends up winning the world title, then they have all the gold if the Lucha Brothers join him. Right, definitely. Then for the AEW World Championship, um, the champion Kenny Omega defends against the Impact World Champion Christian Cage. Who do you think wins this match? Kenny Omega. Yep, me too. There's no way he lose twice. You don't think um, the owner, um, Khan, would want his favorite wrestler to get his hand raised for the big title? No, I, I don't know, but do you think there's a chance or not really? No, I don't think so. That's the reason why they made the title change in the first place. For the impact title, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then um and then um we got CM Punk returning to the ring, taking on Darby Allen. We did go win this match. I think CM Punk's gonna win and I think he's gonna he's gonna get help from Garcia and two and they're gonna be a thing. Wow. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I, I think I see that. Um, I, I, oh, by the way, I'll, I'm going to change something. I think Chris, I'm going to say Moxley loses to Chris. No, I'm going to say Omega loses to Christian. And because CM Punk said, I'd want to fight Omega, but he's the world. I mean, Christian beats Omega. 
because he Punk said I'd want to fight Omega, but he's the world champion. It doesn't make sense right now. Maybe if Omega doesn't have the title, they can make that match. So you're taking Christian. I'm gonna go back and take Christian over Omega, just out of the possibility that they want to have Omega Punk sooner rather than later. But they have to wait till their pay per view, which is in November, right? They got a long time for him to lose. Remember, they only have four pay per views a year. You're right. I'm okay being wrong. I know I'm wrong. I think Omega will win, but I, the part of me thinks that there might be something more of Christian. I know that doesn't make sense. I don't know what I'm doing. But yeah, it's <laughs> or 2.0 and Garcia joined Punk. Right, okay. What do you think? So, uh, huh? Who do you think? I think CM Punk going to win. I don't think Darby Allen is going to win. You know, okay. um, yeah. which match are you most and most um, anticipated to see, other than CM Punk and Darby Allen? Um, probably. Well, the the tag team match in the cage. Which goes on? Okay, which match goes on, and which match goes on last? That's a good question. I think the first match will be Moxley Kojima. Mm-hmm. What goes what on last? You? What goes on oh, last? Um, last match, I think it'll be uh, Punk and uh, Punk and um, Darby Allen. I think the steel cage goes on first, and I think um, CM Punk goes on last. If Omega and Christian goes on last, do you think that might mean Christian wins? That I don't know. I can't say that because I, I, this is not WWE. So yeah, you're right. you would say that in WWE, like, yeah, it's a title change, but you never know. I mean, I don't think CM Punk going on last, going on. But then if he doesn't go last, then where do you place that match at? First? Yeah, I'm going to say he go. you're right. And I, I think he'll go on last. Because I think I think we know from his history with WWE, you don't tell him he's not in the main event for a big match. <laughs> okay, um, match of the week, be- no, show Ma- of the week, best show, best show, sorry, best show of the week, best show of the week, rampage for me, best match of the week, match of the week, Drew McIntyre, and um, the uh, Archer of um, whatever, and um, and Sheamus. What about you? Match of the week for me would have been. Hmm, what did I really enjoy this week? That would probably would have been Finn Balor and Roman Reigns was a really good match. I was invested. That felt in like that felt that. like a WrestleMania or SummerSlam main event. Yeah, I was really invested in that match, and I seen them wrestle a few times live and in per- on TV a couple of times, but I still. Every time I watch them, even though I know Finn is going to win, I still get thinking he's going to win. Even though Finn loses, I still think he's going to win. So, Going back to something you said earlier, um, Finn Balor in an interview recently, I mean, maybe yesterday, the day before, said that it's it, it's been magic ever since he first locked up with Roman Reigns. And you mentioned they have great chemistry. Yes, they do. Yeah. They have great, great matches every, you know, so... And you know, I've seen a lot of them. Um, so, yeah. So that's your match so, of the week. Good that's choice. my match of the week. So, yeah. So We both have WWE out. matches, by the way. That's right. Um, They've been doing better. Raw has been a, is a way better show. And when these four shows that we watch, where we have um, Raw, AEW Dynamite, uh, 
you know, SmackDown and then and, and Rampage. These are good. A lot of wrestling. These are hours. How many hours that? That's three on Monday, two on that's five, seven. So nine hours of professional wrestling between AEW and <laughs> and WWE. Then you throw an Impact. That's eleven. Then you throw an NXT two hours. That's thirteen hours of wrestling. You know, of during the week. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of hours of wrestling, but. Um, Raw wasn't wasn't a, a chore to get through. It was pretty no. good. And if they can go, if they can fi- somehow find the magic, find the SmackDown magic, or find the magic that they used to have uh, back in the day, then we'll we'll be in for a great week of wrestling. You know? And NXT is changing. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's needed. I think NXT, like I said last week, it just. It feels like I'm watching high school drama club or it's dinner theater. It's just not on a great level. And they've got some big people coming in. Gable Steveson signed with WWE within the last 24 hours. So that's right. shocking because he's a guy that you would have thought could win three more Olympic gold medals being the next three Olympics. And he's he's giving that up. To, well, what is, to, he's giving it up to go ahead? He's, by going into the WWE, he's basically... Shutting the door on that. So what is what is his his um his ceiling? Kurt Angle, um, Brock Lesnar, Mark Henry. He's, he's different from Brock, who's also a heavyweight. One, he's a better wrestler than Brock Lesnar because he's an Olympian. But he's also he's he won his gold medal matches. He won all his Olympic matches by shocking his opponents because they were ready to do the normal lockups. He did quick go behinds. He did things that they don't do at heavyweight. He does backflips when he wins, like real backflips. Um, so he could do anything. But this is really his dream. You know, G- his name is Gable because his father named him after the Gable. Um, Dan Gable. Dan Gable, the, the one I she talking about in yes. the promo? Yes, the, that's like the, the real wrestler. The real wrestler. No, yeah, Doc he was named Gable. after Dan Gable. And but he's a huge wrestling fan. Steiner's son is going to be debuting soon. With who? Um, uh, NXT or somewhere with WWE. And they also which, which have Steiner, Rick or Scott. I didn't even know Scott Steiner had kids. They said it's Scott Steiner, and he looks just like him. And um, except he looks, he looks like Scott Steiner did in the Steiner Brothers versus when he started out in CWF. So he's already very big. And the other person who just signed. Joseph Fatu. Yeah, the, the Usos brother. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I think it'll probably be better than what we've seen. Yeah, I mean, the Usos, I mean, they always, the, the Annoy family always putting out great talent, always. And it's sad, Rikishi's niece died, right? Oh, wow. Sorry she was mean. shot. She was murdered in San really? Francisco. Yeah, he put on t- uh, Twitter, he says, help me. Let's catch the people who did this. Um, his brother, who's that's her father, he I guess they're very he came out and his wife and he said they forgive whoever did it because I think they're Christian or their religious beliefs or, or such. Um, but uh, yeah, Rikishi is heartbroken over it. Oh, you know, it is what it is. I'm excited for all out day and you. I am, and I think CM Punk said it best on that interview with Jim Ross when he said, history isn't written. I could come out and just fall on my face. You know, n- nobody knows what's going to happen. 
so I can't wait. This this will be interesting because I think when we talk about the highest points of AEW, we don't really think about the pay per views, right. you know. Um, so maybe this will be the first really good pay per view, memorable well, if it, one. If it's getting you to watch, it's gonna be it's it's got it's, it's, it, it it did something right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brooklyn, well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you. The pleasure is always mine, Brooklyn Mahler, and to all the great fans listening in. We're all wrestling fans, all of us listening in together. This has been the State of Wrestling Apologize Report. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.